It is November something or other, and you are listening to Just A Bit Gaming Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Chumpy Crash Reynolds, and here with me is your other host, Adrian Bertazoi Townsend, and we now exist in a place outside of time and space. Nice. Because we dropped the date off the episodes. Oh, (laughs) okay. It it was an attempt at being meta. I should have left it mysterious. I was just thinking that it was like, you know, we're so out there. We're so out there that I should have been like, and we now exist in a place outside of space and time. Yee. You're scaring me with that with that all. It's cool. It's cool, right? <laughs> kind of sci-fi. I've heard enough of it at this point that it's it's still cool. Okay, it hasn't found its way. He's played before we got recording. He did like a whole like ten minute long musical piano session. I just, I just wanted you to have a special experience. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I'm glad. I'm glad. He, he had some Stranger Things tunes going on. It sounded cool. I like yeah, it. some strangest things. That's right. What so, are we talking about tonight? What are we going to talk about? Uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two, and then we're going to talk about Dot Hack Last Recode, and then we're going to talk about Skyforce Anniversary. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into those, those are the games that you know the newer games that I've been playing with, and I want to hear about what you've been playing. Oh man, uh, I, you know I. Decided, like, I made a conscious effort to go ahead and put down uh, Breath of the Wild for a little bit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry about my coughing and my stuffy nose. It, you got a cold That's today? part of the reason I've been gone for so many weeks, is between work and then I got a sinus infection that, oh, nice. that then turned into full-blown bronchitis. Ooh. And now I'm just a... You didn't tell me about that. Now I'm just a... a yeah. Oh, that sucks, I'm, man. I'm a six-foot-tall, crusty booger. That's well, all I am. I'm glad that you are able to show up and record another show. Yeah, me too. It's been, it's been three episodes now, so yeah. it's good to, good to hear your voice again. Which in our realm of no space time. Yeah. That's it's like, it. it's like millennia. That's right. So it's good to hear your voice again too. Thank you. I mean, we talked on the phone, but it's not the same. <laughs> so yeah, I managed to put down breath of the wild, um, and got my hands on a 2ds, nice. uh, which is interesting. I had never messed with one before. So how did you get a hold of this? 2DS. I didn't know you were in the market to get one. So, well, I had been messing around with the idea of picking one up because you know I was I was looking for a Vita for a long time, right? Because I'm just kind of into this whole handheld gaming thing at the moment, which is amazing. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. Um, and I was at my sister's house uh, talking to her husband, my brother-in-law. What up, Donovan? <laughs> um, and I was talking to him about the 2DS and uh, my desire to to mess with one and. Uh, namely to play Ocarina of Time right. again. And he was like, well, I've got one. Do you want it? I was like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> he was like, here, here's all my games. And it's got a bunch wow. of games already on it. And so I picked it up and it has uh, Monster Hunter 4, Mario Kart 7, uh, Pokemon, Sun and Moon. Yeah. And then two others, like Gold and Silver or something. Wow, man. Um, Installed on the device? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then, uh, like, the original NES, uh, Mario Brothers, it's either 1 and 3 or 2 and 3, I can't remember. And then it's got uh, Link's Awakening and A Link to the Past. That's amazing. All downloaded on on the hard drive. And then 
as far as like the ex- external games go, uh, there's uh, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. And then another Zelda game that I guess was the direct sequel to Link to the Past. That game is amazing. I forgot what it's way. called. It's called... Uh, I got it right here. Keep going. I made too many jokes about it being called A Link to the Future, and now that's what I think it's called. A Link Between Worlds. A Link Between Worlds. Yeah, that game is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then another Pokemon game and like two or three others. Yeah. And so, I mean, he, he kind of hooked it up. Donovan straight hooked it up. Yeah. Donovan. Why did he give you all that? I don't Is know. getting out of it or something? I don't know if it's, I don't know if I'm supposed to keep it. He he was, oh, he was not clear. <laughs> so I think it's kind of an open ended borrow. Okay. Uh, even still, even still, that's you know, amazing, dude. Cause so. he was like, I haven't touched this in a couple of years. So. Wow. Um, it's cool. It's a cool little system. I haven't played with it like a whole, whole lot. Right. Um, the, the issue I have is the size of the screen, uh, cause I have a lazy eye and so there's a lot of directional compensation I'm having to fuck with right now. <laughs> <laughs> is the, uh, 2DS, is the, are the screens smaller than like the 3DS XL or are you aware of how big the I, Yeah. Is? Cause it's, it's, it's the original 2DS where it doesn't fold. Right. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> the screens, so are, they're small. Man. They are kind it's, of small. They're yeah. small. Like the, are you seeing double? When you try to look at it? A little bit. I, yeah. I have to play with one eye closed. Mm. Even if I have my glasses on. So I you couldn't do 3D, the 3DS anyway. Oh, 3D is a little messy for me. <laughs> I would, could imagine. Yeah. 3D, colors, seeing in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, VR, VR was fun for a few minutes, but if I had played it for any longer, I would have gotten a headache, you know? So, yeah. I mean, it's cool, though. I'm having I'm having a good time with it. It's just... The hardest part is trying to figure out how close to hold it to my stupid face. <laughs> well, when you get a screen that small, yeah. I mean, I went back and tried to play like an old Game Boy, Game Boy Advance and stuff like that. And it is so How did small. we do it? No joke, dude. I remember as a kid, though, thinking, wow, this is tiny. But I still did it. And I got into a mode where like it seemed small at first. But once you got into it, the size didn't really matter right. anymore. Now it's like. I go back and try to play that. It's like, I, there's no way I put it up, start playing for a little while and, and put it away. I'd rather just play those games emulated or I've got like a, the game boy thing on the GameCube that you can mm-hmm. play on your TV. So I'd now try to play it that now way. Now that you're older and you're a sophisticated lady. Yeah. The <laughs> size does matter going into it. Size matters, man. I'm sorry. I it don't does. want to be that way, but you heard it, it here first kids. Size <laughs> matters. <laughs> so, uh, You've been playing then Ocarina of Time? I've been playing Ocarina of Time. I started a file on Monster Hunter 4. Yeah. I um, did too. I've got that game too. You you contacted me last week, told yeah. me I got Monster Hunter. So knowing that that's an online multiplayer game, I went ahead and started it. Yeah. I didn't get very far into it. There's a lot of stuff that you got to learn. At well, the and the problem was strictly sitting there in my dark living room at midnight trying to play it. The yeah. amount of detail on that tiny screen. Yeah. I, I could I, I'm, I'm looking at it I'm like oh my oh my god dude you're not you're not kidding like, I got the same no. impression I couldn't, I, have, uh, I couldn't handle it so I have the 3ds XL which is a larger screen but it was what I, the amount of like colors going on in that game and textures and detail yeah. it's overwhelming it's like trying to walk through hot topic during Christmas season <laughs> yeah there's just to too much shit happening or a candy store to a kid it's just there's just right. too much there's too much you to take in and, any it's, one and it's all very small yeah so i've played the only other monster hunter experience i've had is i have it on the wii u monster hunter 3 i think and i was able to get into it and enjoy it somewhat on that it's it's a 
weird type of game that there's a lot of uh, details that you have to learn to to play it. And so in that sense, if you put it down for any length of time and you try to come back to it, you're going to have to start over. It's one of those. Right. You know? So uh, the idea of playing it on the 3DS was enticing to me because I could play it in bed and, you know, play it every night and you get used to it. <clears throat> Problem is exactly what you just said. There's just too much going on on the screen. Too much going on. That that first little village that you get into when you first start the game, I couldn't even see the little characters that you had to go talk to. Yeah, hidden in the background. That's that was the problem. Yeah, um, I, Ocarina I of Time's cool on it. It yeah. looks cool. Ocarina of Time already is. <coughs> there's a plenty of space. And there's not a whole lot of stuff going on in it. Right. What do you think of the like the updated graphics though? Oh, I I'm enthusiastic about it. Yeah, it looks cool. great. It is really cool. Um, I mean, it's no. You know, Unreal Engine overhaul. Yeah, but, but have you seen those videos? What? Yeah, I have. Yeah, those are cool. It's unbelievable. I'd like to. I'd like to see a full version of the game overhauled. If you that, ever see something capacity. like that, it'll be one of those. Download it real quick before Nintendo shuts it down. Yeah, other people have built like Metroid games and Pokemon games that Nintendo immediately shuts down. Yeah, so. yeah, it would be cool to see something like that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, for what it's worth, it's a pretty good little remake that they. It got really is. It is, and the sound is nice and crisp. Yeah, and I mean, just just playing in the first few minutes, the opening to uh, the Kikiri Forest. Yeah. And, you know the the Great Deku Tree and the, yeah. the intro lore video and everything like it. It wasn't like plugging in a game like for the sake of playing it again. Yeah. Because I haven't played that game since I was much younger. It, it immediately sucked me back in just <laughs> like like I was a kid sitting down on the couch to play it again. That's that's pretty cool. I mean, it did the same thing to me, kind of. Uh, I ended up letting my daughter have it. She's took it over and she's been starting. She started to play. She got a 3DS XL for uh, her birthday and she's been playing Zelda. She's been playing it all day today, in fact. She uh she got out of she beat the first boss and she got out of the Kakariko village and now she's trying to get into the castle and can't remember how or doesn't know how to get in the castle so she's asking me I was like I don't remember well how do I get Epona I don't remember it's been so long since I played this game I mean you're gonna have to figure it all out on your own and that's okay that's the fun of it she'll learn yeah she will she's gonna learn today <laughs> but I would like to see <clears throat> her go from this game to Majora's Mask and see the the big disconnect that all of us experience with those two games because Majora's Mask is leaps and bounds harder yeah and darker of time and darker and it doesn't really tell you what to do and there's a lot of running around trying to figure it out and trial and error which really was kind of a flagship idea at the time i think it's a really interesting idea just drop you in it and be like all right i prefer games like that these days i do too i do and uh, back then though i don't know that i did i needed i needed some hand holding back then well yeah and this game like you get through the three days or is it three days yeah three days you get through the three days and then have to restart and be like do it all over again that turned me off, and I don't think I got very far into it. But since getting it on the 3DS, I've managed to progress further than I did as a kid, or when I well, I wasn't a kid when I played it the first time. It was, it was better this time than it was last time, and I'm really digging it. So I, I haven't played it in a while, just because you know, video game ADD. So some uh, one of the symptoms is not finishing games. Yeah. And picking up a new one while you're in the middle of an old one. I mean, we've got it. It's it is it's a it's a clinical issue. It is, man. And 
I don't help my situation by buying a ton of. No, it's ridiculous. Ton of old games, and I'm not helping it now. I mean, as you can see, I mean, in the past week, I played three new games. <coughs> yeah, that's nuts. Um, I forgot all those demo discs I was going to bring you. Oh, that's all right. We'll get them next time. There's probably like forty. Wow. PS- Did you have a PS2 demo discs? Are they from the magazine? Yeah. 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 I remember having those. I might. Well, actually, no, I, I think they're all gone. I did have a lot of those demo discs from the magazine. What was it? Uh, placed, the official PlayStation magazine. Yeah. yeah. That was cool, man. I miss those days. Demo days. They don't even really do demos anymore. To be Not really. I mean, downloadable demos. Yeah, but even then, it's like used to... Most of the new popular games are going to have a demo. That's not really the case anymore. I mean, some rare occasions you might get a demo. And it's usually on Nintendo console if you see any demos at all. So, um, anyway, anything else you want to talk about? Anything new in the few Uh, weeks I haven't seen you? No, I I tried For Honor Ah, for a few minutes last night. That was free this weekend. I tried it too. Free play weekend. It was cool. Uh, I think I went into it expecting something much different. Yeah. So what was your take on it? Because I want to I want to hear if you got had the same opinion as me. The controls feel so slow. Yeah. And so stiff. Honestly, like I I just kind of played like the the tutorial section. Right. Um, And I I get it. It's a tutorial. So it's going to move slow and everything. But uh, I couldn't get into the controls of the game. It felt very cumbersome so were you able to figure out the whole moving the right analog stick to block yeah yeah yeah. so that to me was a little bit more involved than i wanted the game to be exactly yeah like once you get through that first level i I started off as a knight so i did too okay the knight just seemed cooler because you had the option between knight samurai and viking yes so i went with the knight and you are your castle is being attacked and you have to fight one-on-one with other knights, but then you have like lesser knights who aren't as strong as the other knights that you have to use the right analog stick to block and guard and everything. And they're, you just hit them one time and they're, and they're dead. You know, it's just, yeah. they're just waves of enemies. Um, so you get through the level and there's some story progression going on and you every so often have to fight a main knight and, um, <coughs> And then at the end of the level, you have to fight like the head knight or the the second man to the head knight. And he is it's a hard battle where you have to block, move the analog stick in the direction that it wants you to move in the direction that he's going to attack, block it, do a counterattack from another angle so he doesn't block your attack. And it's just back and forth that way until the battle's over. And it's as much as I wanted to like what I was seeing. I wasn't. I just wasn't impressed. Yeah, I wasn't into it. And also, I and maybe that's why they had a free weekend, as long as that game's already been out. Well, yeah. For them to turn around and be like, oh, yeah, here's a free weekend. Give this a go. I believe that game is like $13 on Amazon Prime right now. Right. I mean, it's so I don't. It's not doing too well. According to their price point, it's not doing too well. I don't know the official sales numbers, but uh, from but, what, I've, what I've played, I feel like, yeah, okay. Uh, I don't want to play any more of it. I mean, yeah, for for a free download weekend, I was, I mean, okay. I'm I'm, okay, I'm glad to be able to try. I was always been curious about it because to me it resembled uh, an Xbox One game called. Uh, it was oh man, I can't can't remember the name. It was a launch title, and it was a sword, uh, game where you. Oh man, it's gonna kill me. 
Anyway, I don't. I it, don't it was a launch Xbox One title that was kind of similar in theme. You were kind of a knight, and you're going around fighting guys with your giant sword. That game was a ton of fun. I really enjoyed it. I was hoping for honor would would be along those lines, and it, it wasn't. It just wasn't. It just fell flat. And that in that same wave of downloading for honor, I downloaded uh, <clears throat> worms. Oh yeah, that was free. Yeah, um, I haven't I haven't jumped into that one yet. So I have that one on Xbox One. Um, it's worms. If you like worms, you'll like you like worm- this game. Now, I mean. For the for the people that don't know what Worms was, yeah, hit them with it. Okay, so Worms is uh, uh, it's two teams of like five worms, and these are actual like animated little cartoon little worms, worms with personalities. A lot of personality. They have different voices. And military everything. ranks. Yeah, military mm-hmm. ranks. So you you set up your worms on the battle, or they come pre-set up on the battlefield. And the object of the game is to kill the other team's worms, all of them. And how you do this is you choose a weapon. You have a grid of weapons that you can choose from, and all of them do something different. Like uh, the main weapon would be like a missile launcher. Uh, so you will aim your missile launcher, and, and you have to take in consideration wind and where they are on the map and... You know, a lot of different factors, environmental factors before yeah. you fire off your weapon. So you'll you'll aim your weapon and then you'll hold down the attack button long enough. And there's a meter that goes up. Full blast will give it a full blast, you know, uh, shot. Half blast won't. And if you just touch the button without holding it down, it just goes up straight up, and straight down and will kill you, basically. So anyway, you you push the button, hold it down. Judge it's judge where you want your bullet to go. and it's one of those games that you just have to get good at the mechanics, but it's so much fun. Like, <coughs> I don't know if I explained the gameplay mechanics very well, but I can picture it in my head how it works, but it's, it's, it's complicated. I I'm, think. I'm excited to play it. And I think there'll be some good times. Have you ever played had. a worms game yet? I haven't played worms since the original. Uh, yeah. On PC. Like, yeah. So it's, it's just like that. Think yeah. that game with updated graphics. Yeah. And it's still the same game. Really? Um, I downloaded it because I knew that my wife was into worms whenever she was a kid. Yeah. And it's a, it's a bid to try to get her to play a video game. She would love worms. Worms is one of those games that once you teach somebody how to play, and it's not that complicated to learn. It's, it sounds complicated by my description, but it's really not. Once you learn how to play it, you can have some really like fun, fierce two on two battles or one-on-one battles. I should say you can have up to four people play against each other. I think that's cool. Yeah. And you can even pass the controller around. So you don't have to have four controllers. At least it used to be that way. I think it's still that way now. But back in the PS1 days, my buddy and I would play Worms like nonstop. I mean, we I'd go over to his house and we'd just play game after game after game and just get pissed at each other. And just <coughs> it's it's one of those games. Why am I even here right now? Yeah, it, it, you could get angry because like you'll be down to one on one or or say I just got one worm left. He'll bunker down into like or he'll have one worm left he'll take and use the blowtorch and start digging into the earth and create a little hole for himself. So you can't really get to him where you are. So you kind of have to dig to get to him. It's just, it's a fun game. It's really a fun game. So you're saying we got to get on there. It's yeah, absolutely, man. I would play with you for sure on that game. That's, that's got online capabilities. You're right. I haven't downloaded it yet. I need to download it. I did purchase it though. It was free. Um, so yeah, need to get on that. So, uh, anything else you got, or you want to jump into uh, Battlefront? 
I I think I'm I'm kind of holding off jumping into Battlefront because you got to play it before me. <laughs> it's it's uh so what happened was with that th- this game is not out yet. I know officially, and it came out on uh, EA Access on the Xbox One. EA Access for those that don't know is a subscription based service on Xbox that allows you to play EA games a week before their launch, and it also has a vault. Where you can download older games and play them for free. And it's like $5 a month or $30 for a year. I've known about it for a long time, but I've never really seen a reason as to why I would jump into it. It's just none of the games there. I own most of the games in the vault anyway. And there was hadn't been anything that I wanted to play. I went on uh, Twitch and was watching a guy play Battlefront 2. It's like, wait, that's not out yet. And he's talking about playing it on... Uh, on uh, EA Access. I was like, oh, I want to play this game. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give this a shot. So I went ahead and paid the $5 for a month, you know, just to try it out and uh, downloaded Battlefront thinking. I I always thought that they were the full game and you only got to play 10 hours of the full game before launch. But it's actually like a trial version of the full game. And what I've found that to mean is the story mode is limited to three missions, which if I didn't know that Battlefront 2 was going to have a story mode. Did you know this? I did not. I, I did not know. This is a game changer for me. <coughs> this, this this put the game on the map for me as being one I want to play. Uh, Told you. This, I thought it was just going to be I another. I didn't even know. I'm sitting here preaching. <laughs> so I thought it was just going to be multiplayer again. I was like, well, I have Battlefront Run that I barely put any time into. I'm, I'm not sure I really want to invest money to sit on my shelf again. You know? Right. So, uh I played through the first three missions and it's you start off as this woman. I can't remember her name. She has a weird name anyway, um, but she is part of the empire. So you're playing like a bad guy and you're seeing what's going on from, I think, Return of the Jedi ish when the Death Star, the second Death Star got destroyed. You're yeah. seeing what's going on from their perspective. And it's really cool. It's it's something that I didn't, you know, ever think about is like. They're putting, they're giving character and personality to the enemy of the main series, which I really dig. I've, it's awesome. I've always wanted to actually like, have a more in depth uh, option, I guess. Yeah, to play as the Empire. It's to be in to be in that side of things. It's really cool. See, so you start off <coughs> the game, you are you are being interrogated by the re- rebellion, and you they're trying to get some coordinates from you, I think if I can remember correctly. Um, and you are fighting or resistant to their, they're not torturous or anything. They're not like bad people. So, um, so they're saying they're going to take her droid and try to get the, extract the information from the droid. Well, while they're doing that, uh, the, then you take control of the droid and you shock the guy who's trying to get information out of you and you escape. And then you go break the main character out of, her prison cell and escape. So, uh, it's just you mowing down rebels. It's, it's kind of like, I didn't like it at first. I was like, ah, no, these are the good guys. I don't want to kill the good guys. But then you get used to it. And you're like, this is just fun. Right. <laughs> it's just fun. And, uh, <coughs> another big game changer besides the story. And I was getting into the story. I was really enjoying it. Space battles. Oh man. Space battles are so fun. I have the last time I played a good, Star Wars space battle game was uh, uh, 
Rogue, Rogue, what is it? Rogue Leader on the GameCube. It was a um, just a space battle I think it was Star Rogue, Wars game. Rogue Leader and uh, Rogue Galaxy. No, no, it's Rogue Leader. Yeah, right there. It's it's one of those games that I, I don't I don't think that they've done space battles like this in a in a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah, for Star Wars universe anyway. And it works so well. It works incredibly well. So played through that. And then I got through the third mission and it says, now you have to purchase the game when it comes out to experience the rest. It's like, no, I wanted to beat the game so bad. So it's, it's now gone on my radar to, for a purchase. I don't know that I'll purchase it immediately after it comes out, but I will get it. So still not calling it a day one. No, um, there's rare, uh, occasions when I'll purchase a game day one. It's not one of those yet. Although there is so much more to do in this game than there was in the first battle battlefront. It blows me away. It's, it's seriously cool, man. I'm still disappointed at how disappointing the first battlefront was. It was disappointing. Like I wanted to love that game. I really did. And I just, I didn't. Cause I went bananas to get the, the battlefront PS4 bundle when I dropped. Really? Yeah. That's what I ended up buying. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. So what so. did you, what did, what didn't you like about this first one? It you have to pull flat. back into the memories. Yeah, it seemed flat. the The gameplay seemed flat and limited. Limited. Uh, that would be. I a mean, because I've played so many Star Wars games that were just fantastic games. Yeah. The cool thing about that PS4 bundle was that it came with some like back catalog yeah. Star Wars games. Yeah. That were cool to go back and play. PS2 ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that was cool, and I, I, I'm I glad that I have that bundle. And I still go back and I play the online PvP every now and again. Yeah. Because, uh, honestly, I mean, that's that's the only reason to play that game, is the online PvP is pretty good. Well, that's really the only thing it has to offer. That that right. was the big downfall for that game. It's just there wasn't enough content. Right. And, you know, I've scoured the menus several times because I just feel like I'm missing something. Yeah. Like, Maybe there's a feature here that I didn't find, yeah, I know. Or, you know, an option here that I didn't use. And it's just, it's not, it's just pretty cut and dry. This is the game they gave us. It's not a bad game. It's just, I think everyone expected so much more that by the time it came out, it's like, well, well, okay. So the problem I have with that game is exactly what you just said. It, it, it didn't have enough features. I got, I, you, you play just one or two rounds of a, of a mission and you got the gist of the game. Right. You start, you start an online, it's online only, which is, which sucks. You know, it doesn't work for every game and it didn't work for this one, in my opinion. Um, so you start off the mission as one side or the other, you're either attacking or defending the objective. And what I found is that the maps were not properly, uh, they weren't, they weren't even like there was one map, there was a snow map in, in particular, yeah. That one, that one always, the attackers always won. Always. It was so unbalanced. It just didn't work. <coughs> and uh, so I felt like it was fun to be an attacker because you know you're going to win. But if you're defending, it sucks. I'd never played, I, and I played several rounds of that. And I'd never right. played a, a it got, mission. It got with, frustrating. It did. Um, so yeah, it was unbalanced. There wasn't a whole lot going on. You couldn't, you know, it just, it fell flat in a lot of ways. Battlefront 2 fixes all of that. The amount of content in this game blew me away when I was playing the, the trial. Edition. That's really all I want. The story mission, the story mode alone was worthy enough for me for a purchase. Uh, 
you have online multiplayer, which is like the old one. The maps seemed a little bit more varied and the characters seem more varied. The abilities that your characters get were more varied. Um, the unlockables that you get seemed to work better and were more cohesive and understandable. Um, but the big, the biggest thing that I love the most about this online multiplayer space battles. So we, I played last night. In fact, I played probably seven battles back to back and these aren't short battles um, of the space battles. And I'm sitting there in the living room, hollering at my TV, rebel leader or, or red leader, you know, just feeling, I was feeling like I was in a freaking star Wars movie, dude. It did it so well. Like the sound effects, the, the laser bullets flying all over the place, you know, we maneuvering in and out of different structures. You could fly into this bigger space, like uh, the star destroyer. You'd fly into the star destroyer to destroy like a central thing to blow it up while the other team is trying to stop you from doing that. And you've got dialogue going on back and forth of the uh, people telling you what to do. I can't wait. It's dude. I got so into it. I absolutely loved it. So that to me, I, I, I don't have to play the trooper version. I want to play the star Wars uh, space battles. I have not seen a space battle game like this where it's a multiplayer. And I don't think ever. I mean, if, if there has been one, I haven't seen it. Um, it just, it just works and it works really, really well. Um, especially if you're a star Wars fan, if you're a star Wars fan, you're going to eat it up. I totally, totally just was so taken back, you know, to the movies. I was just, I loved it. It's fun. And I, for that reason alone, it story mode, space battles purchase for me. It, it's not going to be a day one purchase. Like I said, it'll be, you know, after I get some other games taken care of out of, out of my backlog. Yeah. So I'm thinking probably as soon as it hits a $40 mark, I'll probably pick it up. Okay. So that, that's your word on it. That's it's yeah. Like maybe, maybe first 30 first, to $40 first tier discount. Yes. Yeah. Might, might be the pickup then. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, my wife's boss, who I'm pretty sure is a is a big Star Wars fan, yeah, listens to the show. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a regular listener. Hey, Tom, Tom Cruise. His name's actually Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, nice. So you got Tom Cruise and Ryan Reynolds. Here, here's a message from Ryan Reynolds. Thanks for <laughs> listening, and this review is for you. <laughs> Tom Cruise, I'm telling you, this is a day one purchase. If you're on the fence about it or not. That's a, it's a day one purchase. Pick it for, up for a it's, Star Wars fan. It's a day one purchase. for a Star Wars fan. It's amazing. All right. Yeah. It, it, there's plenty I'm, of content. There. I'm still saying, you know how rarely, rarely, rarely I ever even consider a day one purchase. Right. Like one game every few years. Right. Uh, Fallout four was the last game that I considered a day one purchase. That's been a while. <laughs> yes. This is, this is my next. And I didn't even end up day one purchasing Fallout four. It yeah. was out for. Uh, maybe a month before I got my hands on it. Mm. But if I have the means and the time, this will be my next day one purchase. It's, it's worth it. In fact, I might go rent it day one and keep it for a week just to get a good feel or my fill. Um, that may, that may be a better option. Actually. I I, want to get through the story really bad. Like the story gripped me enough that when it ended, I was like, no, I want to finish it. So yeah, I mean for that, at least I want to play more of it. Um, but for the extended term of the game, space battles, man, that's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. And I'm curious to see your take on it. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. So, so when excited. we get into the space battles, like it's, I want to know, like, like for someone who's another star Wars fan, what, what your take is a buddy of mine who's even bigger star Wars fan than I am. 
I want him to play this game and experience it because yeah. I really think he could totally get into it. See, once I do go get my hands on it, though, yeah, I'm gonna have to make your Vita disappear for a little bit. You know, I don't think it'd work on Vita. You don't think so? What I've what I've seen with playing uh, second screen on Vita or remote play with a Vita, it lags out too much. Online multiplayer flat doesn't work. The lack of a second um, stick or okay. uh, and. So you got your shoulder. I button. think this is the last conversation we'll have about Vita because I've effectively been talked out of it at this point. If because you want it for the remote play feature, that's that's it's the only reason I that. want it. Yeah, that's it's the not only thing I care about on it. It, it. So they make you touch the back of the Vita. Oh, you know the, what you told me about that for the L two and R two buttons, and it doesn't work for a shooter at all. Nah, um, it works for RPG games and stuff like that, but Twitch based fast paced shooters, no, it doesn't work, especially for ones online, and it loses this connection often enough to take you out of the game. And yeah, that was a big selling point for me on the Vita was the remote play for sure. And honestly, I only used it a handful of times and it's, it was an inadequate experience to make me stop. All right. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Um, okay. So uh, from there also, I, I would recommend EA access if you have an Xbox one. Um, it was cool enough. It was worth five bucks for me to get the experience. Swedar was right. Battlefront and change my opinion on the game. Um, and let me see things that I didn't know existed in the game. How much like does an story. Xbox one cost now? Black Friday. If you wait for black Friday, it's going to be one ninety at Walmart. I believe that's like a doorbuster, but it's, it's going to be $200 pretty much everywhere. I wonder if I would get enough use out of one of those. I would say no, unless there was something an exclusive that you really want to play on the Xbox, I would say no. I mean, the Switch is the first deviation I've taken from PlayStation since the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah, it's... The thing is, most of the games that come out on the PS4 also come out on the Xbox That's One. That's true. And I think PS4 has more and better exclusives than the Xbox One does. Uh, and so in, unless there's something on the Xbox One that you just really want to play, I'd say skip it. All right. Um, Consider it skipped. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Ryan still not playing Xbox. <laughs> That's all right. I mean, I like the Xbox, but it's not my preferred console right now. It's the PlayStation. Right. Um, followed very closely by the Switch. I think I put, well, with Mario, dude, I I played the crap out of it. I talked about it last episode, but I played that thing every night for a couple hours and just couldn't put it down. The Mario game was just amazing. Man, I called Family Video and I was like, do you guys have a copy of Mario oh, for yeah. the Switch? And they're like, yeah, we do, but it'll be back in tomorrow. And I was like, all right. So I go in the next day and I'm like, hey, do you have that copy? And they're like, well, someone checked it in about 30 minutes ago and there was already four people here just waiting for oh, that person man. to check it in. Like, all right, all right. And they're like, but it should be back. And they told me the day that it was supposed yeah. to be back. So I went back early that day before work. And I walked in and the lady just looks at me and goes, nope. <laughs> I didn't even say anything. <laughs> nope. I was wow. like, oh, all right. All right. That's not good. So wherever she's from, nope, apparently is a full conversation for like, quit trying, you dumb dick. <laughs> well, I got news for you. GameStop announced that they're going to start renting their used games. It's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, and it's going to be $60, $10 a month, and you have to do it for six months. So it's $60 for six months. If I'm understanding and remembering this correctly, I only briefly read about this and heard about it on a podcast. So you pay the $60, 
you can rent unlimited used games from there. You bring it back, you get another one, you know, just like Blockbuster used to do. Yeah. And or a uh, library. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or a library. <laughs> so at the end of your six month period, you are allowed to take or keep a used game. Well, that's cool. It is cool. I think it's a good deal. It's, it almost sounds too good to be true, you know? Um, well, but if you think about it, really, by the time it's all said and done, yeah, you've tried all these games, and that's cool. You've basically sampled, demoed these games. But effectively, all you're doing is paying 60 bucks for a used game at the end of it. Because they still get their game back. They still get all their other games back, and they end up offloading a game that maybe you would have bought for $15. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So they're, think about they're, they're capitalizing hard. It's a cool deal, yeah. and it's a fantastic way to capitalize also relatively shameless, but if people bite off on it, that's cool. Because if you look at it, if, you, if they have if they have ten fifteen dollar you know used games sitting on the shelf for a year, yeah, you know, because nobody's buying them, nobody's buying them, nobody's buying them, and so eventually they're just going to clearance them out to seventy five cents a pop, and some kid comes in and is like, you know, just buy them all because they're seventy five cents. That's what I did whenever they closed out all their PS two stuff. Yeah, so I was just. Buying stacks of games for the sake of buying them. I did that with the Xbox uh, 360 and PS3. Actually. All those games I told you about that I've never managed to find. Yeah. I think somebody just got drunk and walked out of my house with them. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's yeah. neither here nor there. But so they have, you know, 10 games at 15 bucks a pop that aren't selling, aren't selling. Eventually, they're going to have to close them out. Instead, they can say, all right, for, for the next six months, you can sample every single one of these games. Yeah. And at the end of that six months that you've paid 60 bucks for, you keep one. So there's one game off the shelf for $60. Now they've got nine left at $15 a piece, but you told your eight or nine friends about the same deal. So by the time it's over, instead of selling $150 worth of games or putting them on clearance, they've sold 10 games for $600 what, what to if, you and your friends. What about the new releases, though? Because what if they get like say they get new release game and then they get a used copy with within the next week? Well, they still can't they can't sell that for sixty bucks. That's true. It's, they're still capitalizing on it. That's true. Because that new release that somebody's like, oh, somebody's already played that. Now it's back on the shelf for forty five dollars. Yeah. You know what? If I hold off, I can wait another month, and you know there'll be twelve people that have put one back here, so they'll be at twenty bucks a piece. You know, honestly though. Yeah, I mean, the way you make it sound, it is true that they're 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 winning in the end. But if you went and did a deal like Family Video, for instance, they have a, a deal where you pay, <coughs> I don't know, 20 or 30 dollars a month, I think. And you get half price rentals. And it's like, OK, like if you're going to be renting these games anyway, it makes sense to go ahead and do the GameStop's version of it. Yeah. And then I mean, you're and then you're you essentially a, you paying a prize at the end. Yeah, you're essentially paying $10 a month for unlimited rentals. That's a good deal in itself. And I mean, really, you know, if you've got one of those games that you have your eye on already. Yeah. You know, even if you didn't get to keep a game at the end of your six month period, it's still a good deal. It's still a good deal. Absolutely. It's just a very clever, good deal. Yeah, It, it works. And I think if they can manage this correctly, it could help GameStop, you know, recoup some of their income that they're they may be losing the problem is we caught them slipping yeah the problem is though oh you're my shirt <laughs> the shirt 
Uh, Game Chasers, shout out Game Chasers. Uh, YouTube channel I like to watch. Yeah. Um, the uh, the thing is about that though is if enough people do it, then the amount of used games that are in store for new people to come in and purchase just straight off the shelf, it seems like that would diminish a little bit and prevent potential used sales. You know what I mean? And I don't know, maybe it's a shift in their, in their sales paradigm. Maybe they just go to this new format. Maybe they move to, if it works, this, this, this rent rental rent to own type format. Because if it works, it works, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, maybe just have like the new releases up and instead of having an entire store dedicated to just titles on titles on titles, uh, you know, they're, they're borrowing all the best pieces of, you know, family video and vintage stock and, you know, different services like that Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, capitalizing upon the best pieces of all those right now. So they, they may be onto something. I'm curious to see where it goes. Or it may just be like a, a, you know, a squirrely little cup full of idiocy that they're, (laughs) that they're sipping from. And it, you know, maybe it just destroys them. We'll see. I think it sounds, it sounds cool. It sounds cool. It sounds cool enough that I'm tempted to go ahead and give it a shot. Yeah. Once I have 60 bucks, (laughs) it's, it's one of those things that's like, it would be cool to just go in there and rent a 3DS game, you know, or rent a Wii U game, switch game, whatever. Rent it, you know, and keep it for as long as I want. Bring it back whenever I want and, you know, get the full experience out of the game. By the time I'm done with it, pick something else up. It's really enticing to me. And I might I might go ahead and try it out. Um, I don't know if when they're rolling it out or if they have yet already, but it's something that I'm curious about. Um, It sounds like a good deal. (coughs) So um, moving on, I wanted to talk about uh, a recent release that I picked up. dot hack gu last recode <laughs> this one of the another one of those japanese yeah really man. crappy naming system um so so what this game is it's it is a part of the dot hack series that was released on the playstation 2 uh they released the original series dot hack there was four games in that series um and I I have the first one. I've only briefly played it. Didn't get very far into it. But then later on, they released a sequel series called Dot Hack GU. This sequel series came out in three parts on the PlayStation 2. So in celebration of the 15-year anniversary of the Dot Hack series, they remastered uh, Dot Hack GU and re-released them on the PlayStation 4. And they also added another episode. So there's four episodes instead of three. And I've been curious about this game for a long time, and I've always wanted to delve in and try it because the concept sounds very interesting to me. But it's it's a high dollar PS2 game. I think in order to buy all three episodes, it's you know it'll cost close to two hundred dollars. I mean, how much was that? I I found that one in vintage stock the other day and sent you a picture of it. Yeah, that one was seventy bucks. Yeah, vintage stock has ridiculous pricing though. Um, I could buy that same game on eBay for. 60 50 ish probably but i mean still the, the principle of it though is yeah. that that is that's unreal. a that's a like a 12 year old game that they're trying to that they still still have a whole high has a higher price tag used than it did new. now okay so that being said is it like kind of a cult phenomenon thing or is it like just like the pocket crowd of of uh 
these JRPG players, or is it that good of a game that aged that well? No. So it's, it's a pocket crowd of JRPG players. Um, I don't know how well known this game is, but I do know that not a whole lot of them were made and hence the reason they're uh, hard to come by. Um, it, it, which makes sense because when you think about it, you release a JRPG in three parts and they may produce a lot of the first one and judging off the sales of the first one is how much they'll release of the second one. Right. Based on the sales of that is how much they'll release of the third one. Cause you can't just jump into the third game and start playing it. Cause it relies on the story that you would have missed from the previous two games. So for them to throw all these games into one package and be remastered for the PlayStation four, it was a no brainer to me because I would much rather pay the $50 they were asking for it versus the $200 for the PlayStation two versions. Um, granted I didn't pay 50 bucks for it. I had uh, reward money at best buy and was able to get the game for like $25. Hell yeah, you were dude. I am a bargain gamer. <laughs> I'm the epitome of a bargain gamer. Um, cheap ass gamers, which you can call me cheap ass gamer. Yeah. C-G. Stolen from stolen from the cheap ass gamer.com. One of my favorite websites has been for many years. I've, I've learned a lot of my yeah. tricks of the trade from that website. Cheap and ass gamer. Yeah. I don't know how I, how I've been sleeping on that website. It's a, it's a great site. It's well, they're, I think they're more well known for the podcast, but the community it's it's a forum based website where the community is really good about keeping up with current prices and getting them out there so people can get the best deals for their games. Oh, cool. Um, so anyway, I, I picked this game up and the reason why this game has always been interesting to me is because it takes on it, the storyline is based on an MMO. This is an MMO. So you are playing as a character playing as a character in an MMO. Okay. So your main character, you don't ever actually get to see him. He is, he is, you are playing his character that he's playing within the game. Okay. Does that make sense? Can Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'm explaining it right because it's, it is kind of complicated. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of extra. It is. So you are playing this MMO, MMO and you log into the world. It's called the world, this uh, MMO game. And you meet people and you talk to them and you're like talking to their character, but you're also talking to them in like real world sense. So you're talking to the person behind the character. It's complicated in that way. And then you can log out and check your email. So these characters that you meet within this game will send you emails and you can kind of strengthen your bond with them through corresponding through email. You also have forums for the game. So these are made up forums. And every time you log out, there might be a new post in the forum that you'll go read and it'll, you know, you might learn something about, Hey, there's this new area that you can go to. Uh, and they'll give you the code to get to that area or you'll get, there's one forum that people post fan artwork of the game that they're playing. And so they'll post this fan artwork and you'll look at it and it'll download into your system and you could change your desktop background within the game to this fan artwork that these other characters have made. And it's, it's cool because it looks like deviant art type stuff. You right. Know? It's just very like Photoshoppy, fuzzy type artwork like you would see fan art, you know, How bizarre. It's so bizarre. It really is, man. It, it, they, you'll see full on threads of forum conversations of real world type events, fake real world events, but it's, it's, it's done in a way that's very 
believable. And it's like, I almost want to offer in my own opinion as to what they're talking about or something, you know, or you'll, you'll meet a character within the game and this main character in the game that you met, you'll start talking to them, getting to know them a little bit more. And then they'll start sending you emails outside of the game about like what's going on within the game, but also like personal type stuff. The game is, is the concept of it is super cool to me. And the thought that went into creating <laughs> having a real world and, a, and another world, you're basically creating a world within a world and making it into a video game for people to experience. And it's, I love it. I'm, I'm totally into it right now. I think I've played that game every night since I got it. Can't put it down. I don't know how far I'm in. I'm, I'm still on the first game within the series. I don't know how close I am to beating the first game, but um, it's totally got my interest and it's funny. There's a lot of humorous things that yeah. go on in the game. Um, the only thing I really hate about the game is the main character that you play <laughs> as. He's a jerk, man. He's a complete and utter jerk. He, any new character, like this is one girl that you meet and she starts talking to you and she's not even saying anything cocky or mean or anything. And he immediately calls her old woman and starts like belittling her. And she takes a lot of offense to it, obviously. And then, so they have this clashing relationship that started because your character is a straight up jerk and just was belittling her for no damn reason. He's a bully. He's a bully. And he bullies a lot of people in this game. He just thinks he's the, you know, the King crap, you know, anybody else falls before him. And, uh, Anyway, the, the storyline, I would get into the storyline, but I'm not, you know, I'll just let you know what I already let you know. I think that's enough of a pool to, you know, for anybody who yeah. may be slightly interested in the game. Even if I never play it, I'll probably go read about it. It's it's really cool. I'm, I'm totally into it. And the fact that this is a uh, old PS2 game that I'm more into than modern games says a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I like to play a lot of modern games and the fact that I went from super Mario odyssey straight to this game. And I'm, I probably put more hours into this game than I have odyssey. Wow. At this point. Um, it's, it's really good and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And I recommend it to anybody who may be on the fence about trying it out, or maybe you've heard about it and you don't know much about it. If you can, if you can get past the fact that it, it's the graphics are still dated. Yes, they're remastered, and yes, they they look better, but they're still dated. You still right. have characters whose mouths don't move all the time. There'll be sometimes when they'll move, and then most of the time they're not moving. That's another thing. It's very heavily story driven, right? So be prepared to sit and watch a lot of dialogue happen, and mm. then be also prepared to back out of the log out of the world and read through a bunch of forum posts and emails that you get. Uh, it's a very passive game, but the the uh, Combat mechanics are fun. Uh, they're real, real time, you know, push X to attack type things. And um, they're pretty fast paced for a PS2 game, I think. And they work and they're fun. Um, I never got bored playing any of the battles. Um, but the on top of the uh, heavily story driven aspect, it's all voice acted. The only time I can remember, I mean, there's a few times when there's not voice acting happening, but the only time really that you're reading anything is when you back out of the world. But in within the world, whenever you talk to anybody, it's it's all completely 100% voice acted, unless it's not a an unscripted event or whatever. But yeah, dot hack gu last recode. I recommend it to anybody who's curious about it. It's a fun game, um, and it's worth that price point too. I mean. Versus buying the game straight out, the the old ones. 
I mean, I don't, I don't honestly, I don't think I know anyone that's into JRPGs other than you. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a niche market. It might, it might just be you. It, it probably is just me. I don't know many people who are into it either. Uh, there's a select few people that I know. And it's just, it's a very niche market. And I'm okay with that. I, I like passive gameplay. I like to be able to sit down on my couch and unwind right. with a good story and a good, just kind of like easy gameplay that's not going to stress me out. You know, when I'm done with work, I don't want to be stressed out. When I'm done with helping out, cooking dinner, you know, getting <coughs> kids to karate and all that stuff, and you just want to stop and settle down, RPGs are great for that for me. Um, I guess Skyrim would be too. Skyrim would be a great like sit down game. Just, so I, I know you get that same feeling. Zone out and yeah. explore and exactly jump off some mountains. So whenever I'm playing like a game like Battlefront or something, that involves me to be fully engaged and into it. And I'm not into that style of gameplay all the time. But when I am, I'm totally into it and I'm, I yeah. have a good time. Because you, when you got to concentrate, you got to concentrate. Yeah. But, I want, you know, if I'm wanting to just sit down and unwind, JRPGs are where I go. That's why I collect JRPGs. I, I, my intention is to get through all of them. Maybe not beat all of them, but at least taste them, you know, see how, see what I may have missed, you know, in the JRPG market. Cause there's a ton of them. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, that's that. Um, I got one more game to talk about before we wrap things up here. I think we're running close to an hour. So, um, sky force anniversary. Have you, if you familiar with this one, I'm completely unfamiliar. Okay. So this is a PS plus game last month and it, it is a shoot 'em up. It is a, you are a spaceship and you're a weak spaceship and you collect things. You collect, you, you kill the enemies and you collect their uh, orbs and stuff that you use as currency to buy upgrades for your ship. And you said this was a free download, right? It was. I don't last think month? it is your last month. Yeah. But this is a free download on your phone. It was a phone game first. This is how I knew about okay. it. And why I downloaded it. I think it. that's what kept me from downloading it is I, I needed some extra space and, uh, I had it queued, I think, and then it was just like, okay. Didn't. So if you if you already queued it, then you should be able to still get it. I added it to my library. Okay, then you're good. It's worth it. It's fun. Okay. Um, I, I had the uh, the uh, phone version first a couple years ago, actually, and I really dug it. I had a fun time with it. You touch the screen, you touch your ship, and you move them around with your finger. And when you let go, it slows way down and almost pauses until you put your finger back down on it, so that way you don't miss out so they can sense if you're not actually touching the screen oh, and it cool. works really well. Uh, so I really got into it there. And then when I saw that they released it on the PS4, I was like, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll play this again. Picked it up and dude, I'm, I got, t- I played it for like the first night I got it. I think I put like two hours straight into it and, uh, wow. upgraded my ship. Like it, it's one of those games that it's, it's like, it has a carrot on a stick. You want to keep upgrading your, your ship and getting stronger and getting better. And, the way you do that is playing through the levels and getting more orbs to upgrade your ship. And then when you play through a level that just absolutely kicked your butt and then you come back to it later, more powerful, it feels so good to be able to take these. Yeah. Out. It's, it's a great pool for that. Um, the only thing I probably would say negative about it is the level design. Every single level looks the same. Absolutely the same. The enemies are different slightly, or there might be varied like a different color. Right. <laughs> um, but other than that, the the environments all look the same, and I wish there was some variety there. I think I'm halfway through the level uh, progression, and there hasn't been any difference so far. So, other than that, it's a fun game. It's worth checking out. I will check it out. I don't think it's that big either, so you might have enough space to to put it on your system. 
I see where your mind is going. Whoa. The eyebrows. I mean, you know I've got enough space to put it in my system. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't know you would go there, but you did. You can't help it. I can't. I, I, I do not have the ability to help that at all. That's all right. Man, I'll, I'll check it out. I, I've downloaded so much stuff in the past couple of months that yeah. like stuff that I've like just kind of tinkered with a little like uh Brawlhalla. You still haven't played I, that one yet? I played a couple rounds oh, did on you? it, you know, cause it was, you know, by all accounts, it was like super smash brothers, but with Vikings kind of. So it, it didn't do anything for you. Then. No, the game, it wasn't as charming as super smash brothers. Right. It was cool. The Is that because it doesn't fun. have the, the character pool that, well, and it has a big character pool, but it's just, it's a proprietary character pool. Right. Like, you know, it's just characters that were built for that game. So yeah. it's a lot of cool characters with a lot of cool abilities, but it doesn't have that kind of like manic, frenetic energy of Smash Brothers. Do you think Smash Brothers would have taken off without having the Nintendo license, though? No. Say it no, was no, like no. a Brawlhalla and you just have a bunch of generic characters. Would it still have taken off? Okay. I think the style... um maybe would have stood a chance. I feel like if Brawlhalla had come out first, it would have been a fun party game that people would have really enjoyed. Yeah. And then if Super Smash Brothers had come along and emulated Brawlhalla and been Super Smash Brothers, Brawlhalla would have been forgotten. Yeah. That's the problem. That's that's what I think it is. Is It's a game that was made to be forgotten. Yeah. Which is, which is it kind of sucks to say, you know? Well, I mean, someone someone is listening that like really likes that game. They're like, asshole, <laughs> that's a good game. Have yeah. you ever do, do you not like Vikings? But I mean, I don't like Vikings. Sorry, I'm a Viking. They, hater. Were, they were bad dudes. <laughs> they were. And do dad since 2017. I'm not <laughs> not trying to tell you who the Vikings yeah. identified as. Yeah, they invited. They identified as like when I saw them on For Honor, I was like. No, I'm not playing as I'm a Viking. Not, I'm not playing as you. <laughs> you were bad. Yeah. I don't you want were, to be a you Viking. You were a bad guy. Would uh I'd rather be a samurai. I don't even find samurais to be super cool. I'd rather be a ninja than I a samurai. I think if Vikings were gonna be on For Honor, it would have made sense to have a pirate class. Yeah, I agree. Maybe they do. Because when I on beat that first game? level, when I beat that first level, it unlocked like three new uh classes of characters. Really? Yes. So there's okay. more than just those three. But I can't remember what they were. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm sure that you're going to have, like, a, like a gladiator. Yes. Yep. Gladiator. Um, I, I bet somewhere on there there's probably a, a pirate. Basically, if you could think of warriors from history, from a different culture, they have it in there. Feminists. <laughs> <laughs> that's DLC. <laughs> to be continued. Um, All right. Uh, so yeah, Brawl Hollow was a miss. <laughs> I played it. It just seemed kind of sluggish and repetitive. Well, at least you tried it. And out. It, it's, I mean, it jacked a lot of elements from Smash Brothers. Really? Like if you get hit hard enough, you go you off, the, off screen. the screen and then it has a little window that shows you with like an explosion. Yeah. Off the side. Yeah. Um, so one thing about Smash Brothers, not to get off on Smash Brothers, but I don't think if it had the characters, it would it would, it would do it for me because when I, when I used to play it, even still today, like the controls don't work for me. 
I see you churning in there. You want to say it so bad. You just want to get it out. So it's, it's the characters that do it for you. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm not going to go into it. You just, you just said not trying to get off on Smash Brothers. I'm, I just, I can't not go there. <laughs> I forgot that I even said that. Um, so, I mean, okay. So if, if there was like a, like a facsimile of Smash Brothers on, you know, PlayStation. It, it w- yes. Like, have you played that one? The PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale? No. Really? That's a thing? That's a thing, man. Is it? You got Sweet Tooth, Paw Rapper the Rapper. Uh, uh, no, it's Parupa the Fupa. Parupa the Fupa. <laughs> I'm surprised you remember that. Parupa the Fupa. Um, <laughs> uh, you got you got Nathan Drake from Uncharted series. You got you got a bunch of different like first party PlayStation or Sony and was games. It? Smash Brothers. It was good. I enjoyed it. I think the I like same style gameplay. Same style, yes. Um, it was slightly varied, but for the most part, it was the same. I think I had more fun with that than I did with Smash Brothers, the one on the Wii Brawl. Was it Brawl the one that came out on the Wii? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the time when I had Smash Brothers Brawl, I, I really enjoyed it, but I think I enjoyed the gameplay at least of the Sony one a little bit more. Well, I mean, I didn't know that that existed. I'll try it now. It's cool. And uh, it's dirt cheap. You can probably go to get it at GameStop for okay. less than five bucks. I think it'd be cool to see PlayStation take like all of their, you know, flagship characters like that. Yeah. That they would have that they made a game like that with, but put them in like a like a Fortnite battle royale type setting. That would be an interesting thing. Right. But and they don't all have guns. Like the character you chose, you're in this open world with everyone and you have to use the the weapon set that that character had in their game. Yeah. That's how the all star battle royale is. Like so if you're if you're in there and you know, you're in this open world Fortnite style or PUBG style and you choose Nathan Drake, then you've got like your sneaking skills and you know, your firearms traversal skills and traversal skills, or if you choose like Ezio from Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've, you've got, you know, all your assassin powers and all that shit. Man. Might be interesting, right? You, you're onto something. But if you choose like Crash Bandicoot, you can only just like spin at some bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think you're onto something, actually. I think it'd be kind of cool, right? It would be cool. And if they could manage to pull something like that off, Battle Royale is is a thing right now. And I think if they're going to do it, huge thing, they and, need to do it now. And to, to kind of shake it up like that, where you have, have to give your characters like the actual talents and weapons that they had in their, in their actual namesake game. But I think, I think though, every character would still need to have some kind of projectile. Well, ability. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, You'd have to each character would have to have like a designed projectile because yeah. I mean, you know, say say they put Crash Bandicoot, you know, in that game against all these other guys, you know, Solid Snake and, you know, Nathan Drake and Ezio, what is it? Ezio Auditore is yeah. that his last name? Yeah. You know, you're not going to watch, you know, fucking Crash Bandicoot pick up like a like a, a, could. a scoped sniper, you know, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe you could. He just throws apples at people. Yeah, like give him like a slingshot. There you go. That works with guided with, apples. With apples, yeah. <laughs> I like your idea, Sony. If you're listening, do it. Yeah, well, and of course, Sony is listening. They do every week. Yeah, Sony. shout out to Snow- Sony. Sony, thanks. Just a big gaming podcast. <laughs> Definitely not brought to you by Sony. We might get sued for me saying that. <laughs> Sony's all right by my book. Yeah, I love them. The original Fanboy. PlayStation is still my favorite system of all time, and. 
I would continue to say the PS2, the PS3, the PS4. I love them all. Yeah. They just have a consistently strong game. Yeah. Consistently. Consistently. I love them. Consistently consistent. Consistently consistent. Um. Okay. With that, man, I got nothing else. You have anything? Man, I don't. I don't really think so. <laughs> I mean, not about games. I yeah. see you've got a nice little beard going. Oh, do I? Yeah. yeah. Are you participating in No Shave November? No. No it, way, man. This is, this is my first go. This at, is. Oh, really? At No Shave November. I did notice your your facial hair you got going on that there. I, that I actually have some yeah. <laughs> more than just a little bit here and. Yours grows in a little bit patchy like mine used to. Yeah. I've I, Right now, I've got this little bit of a Tony Stark thing happening. <laughs> yeah, it's looking good. I like it. Yeah. Keep it up, man. I uh, I was about to shave it the other day because it was itchy, and Malone actually got upset about it. Really? Because I'm not allowed to cut his hair right now because gro- he wants to grow it out. Oh, huh, okay. So he thinks I'm not allowed to shave since he's not cutting his hair. Th- that's the hardest part about growing a beard is... Getting itchy. Once you get past that stage, it's it's okay. Right now, it's Mine just stays awful. itchy though. Mine just stays itchy. But fat big gets what fat big wants. You know what? Let me tell you a story about fat. Big. Oh yeah, yeah, please. <clears throat> so, currently, our our living situation mm-hmm. at night, our sleeping situation. He has his own room that he's been sleeping in for a year and a half. Right. But we've got baby sister now, and baby sister sleeps in our room. So. We moved her to the crib and we took the front rail of the crib off and it's the same height. The mattress is the same height as our bed. Right. <clears throat> so we have our bed pushed up against it to where she feels like she's in the bed with right. us without actually like turning sideways and, you know, killing us. <laughs> so she wasn't sleeping. She was growing restless and all that. Um, <clears throat> she eventually got so restless that we were like, we got to try something new. So we got the like the pack and play, the playpen. Yeah. And put her in that. And she just passes out. Like we lay her in there. She's done. Yeah. She loves it. Right. So Malone realizes that there's this open bitty bed, as he calls it, and starts sleeping in there. Yeah. So now we got both babies in our room. So and Malone just fat big just turned three. He's yeah. a big he's a big boy now. Happy birthday, fat big. Happy birthday, fat big. Crash baby. <laughs> Crash boobah. So he recently has taught Tilly how to be a rocket. Nice. She holds things up. Nice. She's not even a year yet, or is she? No, she's 10 months. Almost wow. 10 months. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, uh, we had a rough night last night. Tilly did not want to sleep. Mm. About 5 o'clock this morning, she ended up in our bed with us. And she wears this thing called, we call it the starfish. And uh, it's like, a, it's called a zippity zip or zippy zip, something like that. Yeah. And it's shaped like a starfish and you zip it up and it's like tight around their neck like a sleeper, but the rest of it's kind of baggy like a sleep sack, mm-hmm. but it go, closes around their hands and feet like little flippers. Nice. And when I, I, I picture this, I've seen yeah. this before. Yeah. yeah. And we've always called her Tilly bird, but not because of this, but whenever she wakes up and she sees us, she <laughs> flaps her flippers at us. So she's in bed and it's about six fifteen, and I think she's finally going back to sleep and I'm laying there starting to doze back off and I see her flipper. Just straight up in the air. Oh, and then man. she slowly turns and looks at me and goes. <laughs> I'm just laying in bed being a rocket. And I was like, fuck this. So I pick her up and I take her to the living room and we're sitting in the living room. You know, sun's not even up yet. And then I hear Shelby in the other room go, Malone, shut up. 
Malone, shut up. And he goes, well, Daddy and Tilly are in the living room. And she goes, then go to the living room. And he walks in all sleepy eyed. And I said, what's up, baby boy? And he goes, why you didn't wake me up, dingus? <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Said, what? He goes, yeah, get me out of bed, too. Freaking idiot. So what? Why you didn't get me up, dingus? Dingus. All right. So there you guys go. Chronicles of Fat Big revisited. He's a funny kid, man. That's that's hilarious. Like, Owen does the same type of stuff. I don't remember specific stories, but he'll just randomly say something that just like, where? Th- I you know, how do you even where know did you means? hear that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've heard probably. you say dingus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Everything that comes out of his mouth, someone's like, well, you just need to watch what you say. I think it's more funny that your daughter is just sitting there playing rocket in bed. At least in she can dark. entertain herself in the dark. And she's grinning at me. She had her eyes cut over at me. She was like waiting. Yeah. Just waiting for me to just be, to give up. That's, that's hilarious. I remember when my kids were younger and they would do the same type of thing. Caroline, my oldest, when she was young, she would, she would do similar things. She would just entertain herself. Yeah. She was very good at that. And so we'd be laying in bed or whatever. And we'd look over at her and she's perfectly fine. Just playing, you know, pretend with her toys or whatever. She's always been so good at entertaining herself. And, I'm, I'm sure you'll start to see similar uh, features take off as as Tilly gets older. You know, you, those, oh, yeah. those those features that they have now carry on. I mean, they don't go away. No, um, it's pretty interesting to see that personalities develop so early. So early. Um, yeah, that's cool. I like that story. Um, well, I guess with that, man, um, I'm going to. Next week, next weekend. Um, I want to talk about uh, Black Friday deals. I've got a list of good deals. I'm probably not going to mention them off mention them off on the podcast, but I am going to give like uh, I'm going to give like strategies that I use for getting a hold of the best deals on Black Friday or Thursday, if you want to call it. It's everything's happening on Thursday, but yeah. Uh, next week's show, Black Friday deals. I'll give you my tips and tricks, and I hope to see you then. Uh, but to sign us off, there are a few th- places that you can go to communicate with us. Um, what are those? You can get us on Twitter. Yes. At jab G cast. That's right. Where else? You can get us on Instagram <laughs> at jab G cast. Awesome. Where else? You can get us on YouTube at just a big gaming podcast. Just a big gaming. And lastly, also on Facebook, uh, at Jab Gcast as well. Yes, we're also on SoundCloud, iTunes, iTunes, Podcast Republic. Anywhere you can download your podcast, except for Spotify, because they're stingy. They are stingy. They are. I've been trying to get on there for a while, and they won't. They won't open it up further. If you if you try out looking for podcasts on Spotify, I don't really see any gaming podcasts. Period on Spotify. They're Not really. very stingy no. about what they have. Uh, they're they're make, trying to make a shift to having purely original podcast material is what I read. Oh, okay. Yeah, whatever they're Where doing, it's, it's like different. Spotify sponsored podcast. Even to even to apply to have your podcast on there is a really weird process. It's like a it's like a weird document that you have to fill out online document. It's it's very unofficial, and uh, yeah. So I did that, hoping that they would let <laughs> me on. Like, and, it's uh, just like a couple check boxes, and it's like, <laughs> do you like my show? Yes, no, or maybe. maybe. <laughs> 
Uh, and they write you back as a friend. <laughs> they didn't even write me back. Man. Oh, They're man. Mean. They're mean. They don't even know who you are, girlfriend. <laughs> Spotify. Put me on there. Put us on there. We want to be on there. Um. Anyway. Enough with that nonsense. Guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Adios.